You went into your shirt. That's how scared you were. So, did you know that if someone puts up Christmas decorations before Halloween, you get to kill them and use their body as a Halloween decoration? <laughs> I did not know that. That's good to know. That's uh, good to know. <clears throat> um, this is Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem disguised as a podcast. Yeah. That is what we are. Uh, I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindsay. And Lindsay is extra wheezy today. I'm extra wheezy and extra stuff up, stuffed up. <laughs> so sorry about that. Extra nasally. So we've mentioned doing book club for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've decided that we should save it for a slightly buzzed episode just because the episode we're about to do is going to be super long and we also don't want to force people that don't want to listen to us talk about books or a book a specific book listen yeah yeah we don't want you to have to listen to us talking about a book that you probably didn't read yeah maybe or maybe didn't read i don't so think anyone rather, read it no so yeah we'll we'll save it. keep it for we'll save it for a slightly buzzed and let you guys, if you're interested in the bad seed, you know, you can listen to us talk about it. Yep. And if you're not, you can skip it. Skip it. Yep. Cool. Uh, we have a very special guest here today, and it is also his birthday on the day that we are recording, <laughs> not the day that you are listening. <laughs> so to introduce yourself, say your name, your favorite beer, your favorite piece of pop culture, and what you are most afraid of go oh gosh okay so um hi i'm trevor um my favorite beer currently is oh gosh i don't even know um pretty much anything by three floyds um i don't think i have a favorite beer right now you your favorite beer is whatever we tell you basically yeah, yeah i like just do what i'm told um <laughs> favorite piece of pop culture <laughs> is uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show always has been, always will be, um, and something I'm afraid of. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Commitment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Trevor mentioned Three Floyds, and right now we are all drinking Zombie Dust by Three Floyds, getting that spooky, spooky, spooky mindset. Yep. Um, for those of you that don't know, Zombie Dust is an IPA, but what else do we drink on this show? Podcast. How much? I almost said show. This is not a show. Cool. Like, it's like how we've said people viewing, and yeah. we're like, oh wait, nope, you're not viewing, you're listening. Yeah, I almost yeah, I know, waved, and I was like, wait, they can't see me. <laughs> it's good that they can't see us, though, because sometimes we scrub it. Like, right now. Yeah. So this is part two of our Halloween, uh, Spooktacular. Yep. Um, as Stephanie likes to call it. Yep. Um, so today. Gotta get that skeleton. <laughs> the skeletons. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> All right. Go on. Um, so today's episode, we're talking about horror movies and our favorites, just various topics about horror movies. All things spooky movie. It's really just going to be a, like this episode is just going to be the Halloween theme for the next 45 minutes. 
And that was the episode. Bye, guys. <laughs> nope, we're still here. We're still here, unfortunately, for you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Steph has a few things she's going to go through, as per usual. Yes. So I'm not going to define what a horror movie is because I would hope that you know that. Um, initially, horror was inspired by literature from authors, you know, like Edgar Allan Poe, Bram Stoker, Mary Shelley... The OGs. Um, it's been a film genre for more than a century now. And um, I just want to read, according to Wikipedia, the list of prevalent elements because uh, why not? So there's ghosts, extraterrestrials, vampires, werewolves, demons, Satanism, my personal favorite. Our evil religion. <laughs> not quite, but almost. <laughs> um, evil clowns, gore, torture, vicious animals, evil witches... Monsters, zombies, cannibalism, psychopaths, natural and or man-made disasters, and everyone's favorite, the serial killers. <laughs> um, so there's a lot that goes into horror. Um, it, the first horror movie that I've been able to find that existed came out in the 1890s. Um, and I'm going to butcher trying to say this. Um, here, Trevor, you try and say it. Le Menor du Diable. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Trevor, don't say things again. <laughs> Le Manoir du Diable? Sure. We'll go with that. I, I don't think I said that right either. Uh, but that's the first known, known horror movie. Um, what does it mean? The Manor of the Devil? House of the Devil? Wow. Um, 1986 French short silent film... Um, 1886? 1896. Eight, okay. Uh, yeah. So, it's about the devil living in a castle, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's the first one. Um, at least the first known one. The, we didn't really start seeing horror in the U.S. until like 1910. And the first one in the U.S. that people have been able to find is the, uh, first version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So yeah, cool stuff. Um, a lot of the original horror were based off of like gothic characters like Dracula, Phantom of the Opera. Was that one of those? I don't know. Um, Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde, all those. It was like monster horror. Yeah. That creature features. Oh, so creature specifically... Features. Hunchback of Notre Dame, Phantom of the Opera, The Cat and the Canary, The Unknown, and The Man Who Laughs. None of those are creature features. <laughs> so I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, though those are fit into more of like the gothic horror style. Right. Um, and then in like the 30s and 40s, we got to see some of the original um, like universal pictures. So that's when we saw creature features. <laughs> A different Dracula, a different Frankenstein, um, The Invisible Man, that's a big classic. Um, ooh, The Original Mummy. Yeah, this Those is like, kinds their, of... like what they're currently doing is their Dark World. Yeah, this is like the original version of the Dark World. Right. Um, 50s and 60s, you get um, a, one of my personal favorites, uh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also in... Like, the 50s and 60s is when we first got to see um, Psycho. It's when Rosemary's Baby came out. It's a lot of classic. Yep. 
Or... Some of the first like slasher films came out during that time. Gotcha. 70s and 80s is, I would almost call, like, the golden age of horror because that's, like, the main time for slasher films. Yeah. It's when we saw the original Omen, and then, of course, Halloween, Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. Um, Isn't that when Evil Dead came out in the 80s? Yes, Evil Dead, and then, obviously, that was, I think, one of the... Was Carrie the first? Yeah, okay, so it says... 1970s, the works of Stephen King yeah. came to the screen, so that's when we saw like Carrie, and then The Shining, yep. and Poltergeist, and Amityville Horror, oh. and the Wes Craven films, like then obviously John Carpenter movies. Like that was a huge time for slasher movies. Yeah, I'm not gonna name all of them. Ooh, it also mentions though that vampire horror came out in the 1980s, and those are some of my other favorites. And uh, we also started to see the what we call today B B rated horror yeah. came out in the nineteen eighties. All right, and the poster child for cult classic B rated horror is can you one of you guys guess? We just watched it. Evil Dead. Yes, is it B rated? Yeah. Oh, that's considered a B rated horror. I mean, that's not great, but I didn't realize it was considered B rated. Yeah. That's fair. And then in the nineteen nineties, <laughs> we started to see like all of the bad sequels yeah. from the slashers. Mm-hmm. But um, that we also saw some stuff like Silence of the Lambs came out, and it was a little more like dramatic horror. So like Misery came out in the early '90s. Um, Interview with a Vampire, not really a horror, but also a dramatic vampire movie. It's very moody. Ooh, Candyman. Um. Ooh, we also saw some like CGI horror come out. So that's when we saw like. Sleepy Hollow and like Blade came out in the nineties. Blade considered a horror movie, according to Wikipedia. It's an action horror. Okay, I was gonna say I thought it was like more of an action movie, but it's more of an it is more of an action movie, but because they're all vampires, yeah, that's fair. That makes it into the horror. Gotcha. That also um, was the start of some of like what we saw in like parody movies. Uh So like I know what you did last summer. And a lot of I don't think is I know what you did last summer uh, parody movie or is it a night in nineties teen horror? I would almost okay. It's like scary it's a 90s, movie. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a nineties teen a horror, but to me, they all feel like parody movies. So I, I mean, so those are some of my favorite horror movies. So oh, I know. I wouldn't. Um, I don't consider. Ooh, also, I totally forgot this came out in the nineties. Um, Blair Witch Project. So that was, I think, the start of yeah, the found I think footage I was like, craze. Eight, seven or eight when I yeah it came out that. in ninety nine. So I actually had this a really long conversation with Joe and Derek about found footage movies. Oh, I hate found footage movies. Um, Wait, define what find found footage. So it's essentially are. the movie is shot as though it's being done. One of the characters in the movie is behind the video camera. Yeah. Okay. So like so it's not like professionally done. It's like characterized it is, by like the shaking. Well, it's, the fo- the video the videography is not like professional quality. And it also makes me kind of nauseous. Yeah. But purposefully. Yeah, yes. so okay. it's like, it's known for like the shakiness, um, like cutting in and out. Yeah. Because um, it's meant to be as though one of the characters is the one filming the whole thing. Right. So like, it's like a scripted Ghost Adventures. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Well, Ghost Adventures is also scripted. So it's like Ghost Adventures. <laughs> it's like a movie version. Well, have of... you ever seen Paranormal Activity? Yeah. That's, That's a found footage. footage. Oh, okay. okay. The, the idea is that someone's video camera, yeah. essentially. Yeah. That's, I think, what defines... <clears throat> yeah, so we were talking about 
um, found footage movies last night, and we we're talking about how Blair Witch was like mm-hmm. the, one of the first ones. But Blumhouse is really. They're really into that right now. They're very into it because their like whole business model. Is, I mean, paranormal activity. It's like low budget. Their whole business model is like doing low budget things and trying to make as much money off of it as he can. That is Blumhouse, yeah. That's right. like in a nutshell. It's like if one out of ten of their movies do, does well, then they make a ton. They of money. make a ton of money, yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I actually looked up how much paranormal activity costs to make. Like nothing. Can either of you guess? Five dollars. I'm gonna say. Why would you guess five dollars? I don't know. I'm gonna say five thousand dollars. Do you want to give like a real yeah, guess? Yeah, um, I'm gonna say thirty thousand. Fifteen, and it made oh, okay. almost two hundred million. That movie made a ton of money. Yeah, and so they like the rate of return on that. Do you, did they spend more on the sequels than on the first? Do you know? Um, I don't remember. They have. Um, I mean, so I'm sure they have. My understanding with Paranormal Activity is that they bought that from somebody, and that's why it was so cheap. Oh. Um, but their average, their average spend is like $5 million. Yeah. Which and is then, nothing Which is nothing. Movie. But a lot of their movies will do like, that's like 10% of what they make. Right. Um, so like Paranormal Activity is a lot of movies are like 2 or $3 million budgets. Yeah. Cool. So we're almost up to current day, so let me just get through that's fine. where we are. So early 2000s, we saw... Um, Ooh, I forgot this came out right away. Uh, American Psycho came out in 2000. I okay. love that movie. And then that's also when we saw... So Scary Movie came out in 2000, mm. not 1999. I am wrong. Um, so that's when we started to see a lot more of the parody movies. Um, <laughs> it's when Freddy vs. Jason came oh out. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about that. And then we also started to see like Final Destination... And um, the Underworld movies came out, and then, like, Van Helsing was big. Yeah. Ooh, there was a movie about the Satanic Panic, which is my absolute favorite topic of movies. Um, and then a lot of, like, anthology horror came out. So, like, Trick or Treat was one of them, and that spent was a big one. Uh, also, in the early 2000s, we saw a lot of American remakes of, like, Japanese Japanese films, so like that was The Ring, The Grudge, yeah, things like that. Um, It's funny because like those are the only two I can think of, but there's so many more. There's a bunch more. Those are the ones I can think of right now. Yeah, and there was a lot of at this time. um, I think comedy horror started becoming more prevalent at this time. Like, not so much direct parody, but, like, actual horror movies that are also comedies. And then we also saw a lot of, like, remakes of some of the classic films, like, Friday the 13th was remade, and that awful... And Elm Street was remade Yeah, the awful Halloween remake was done. Um, Things like that. They redid Amityville Horror. They did Carrie. Ooh, Wicker Man. We're gonna come back to that one. (laughs) Can we make it one episode without talking about Nick Cage? We haven't talked about Nick Cage yet. Isn't he in Wicker Man? He is. Yeah, can we make it one episode without talking about it? But It's not going to be this episode because no. we just started talking about him. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't talked about Nick Cage yet. Um, and then early, to, like, ooh, also, ooh, before I forget. The 2000s was the start of torture porn. Okay. So, and what they, it's also called, like, splatter horror. So, like, extreme gore became a thing. So, yeah. in, like, the Eli Roth films came out. And Saw. Saw's Saw one. Hostel's one. Yep. All of the great nasty, nasty, nasty stuff that I cannot watch I can't do those either. It's too much for me. 
And then, ooh, okay, so now we're in the 2010s. So we're almost up to current time. There's been a lot more, like, Stephen King movies. Um, they're now, they're also doing, uh, they're trying to stray away from some of, like, the typical horror tropes. And we'll get into this a little bit later in the episode. Um, but there's a lot more, like, female centered horror coming out within the last eight years and uh, they've also been doing television shows based off of horror films like classics films Mm -hmm. um and then like they're trying to go back to like slasher comedy has been a thing the last couple of years and um it's really popular right now watching like international horrors. like a lot of the films i've been watching as of late are either like there's a lot of French foreign horror. language. Yeah, French horror is really good right now. French horror is like really scary. It's more like yeah. psychological scary. Yeah. Um. So cool. we, yeah, that was a brief last hundred years of horror. Okay, so let's. <coughs> what is your first experience watching a horror movie that you can remember? I think the first horror movie I saw was Blair Witch Project. It was, like, when it came out in theaters and my cousins were all going and they stuck me in because it, it was a great art. Yeah. And I was, like, seven. So, <laughs> I remember when that came out. So, I didn't see it until I was probably in high school. But my brother was still living at home when it came out. And it came out in, like, art cinema. Like, it wasn't in, like, major theaters in my hometown. And it only played at, like, certain times at this, like, really weird, like, art house movie theater uh-huh. and people thought it was real yeah no and that was a thing that, that was like the whole marketing behind so, it there were, i mean not not marketing behind no, it. no that was so that was something else we talked about last night blair witch project came out like around the time that the internet was still like very mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. and that was one of the first instances of like viral guerrilla marketing yeah where they people legitimately thought that those kids those guys were dead yeah and that was the whole part of the marketing was that they created like a bunch of like Easter egg websites and stuff like that. Yeah. To kind of like enforce the fact that it was real and this was yeah. actually happened. And um, so yeah, no, it's a lot of people thought that they were actually dead and thought that it was real because that was the intent. Yeah, and I remember like my brother for a long time said that was the scariest movie he had ever seen. Looking back, not that scary. No, but yeah, but at, the time. at the time that was horrifying. Well, it's at the time too because. Of the way it was done, yeah. it seems so real. I think that was the first found footage film I've ever seen. I think that was one of the, if not the, the first, earliest. Yeah. <coughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I have never seen that movie. It's good. The new one's not good. They made a new one? Yeah, they did um, like a remake. Don't watch the new one. Or maybe one. a sequel. I don't remember which one. I think I need to watch that, though. Like, the original. Just yeah, it's like, like a quintessential late movie. 90s horror. Yeah. yeah. You definitely need to watch it. It's good. Yeah, so I think that... It's interesting because Cannibal Holocaust did this as well in the 80s mm-hmm. where people actually thought that the actress had died on film and that he, the director had killed them. And I feel like that's not something that you can do in today's time. Yeah. So I almost, oh, yeah, yeah, I almost feel like, well, it's hard to drop off of social media and the world because people, someone's going to find you. Yeah. So I feel like. Yeah, that, I remember that director was arrested and accused of making a snuff film yep. because there were rumors that those actors had died on set. Yeah, and that's just interesting because it's like they can't do that kind of marketing 
mm-hmm. to movies these days. Yeah. Because it just, it's not feasible. Yeah, you couldn't do that up. anymore. Like, with Green Inferno, I mean, Green Inferno was, like, an inspiration. It was inspired by yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. But there's no, like, that obviously was, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. I but, um... I feel like the way it was done, like, they, there's no way they could have gotten away with that. Yeah. Agreed. What was your first horror movie experience? Amityville Horror. The original uh, one? Yes. And it still haunts me to this day. I literally couldn't sleep in my room for a really long time. I, like, remember exactly where I was, like, what the night looked like. Like, it was just, it still haunts me to this day. I think the first one I ever saw was It. Like, the original oh. version of It. And, uh, I hated clowns ever since then, so... That's I mean, fair. that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, too. I mean, I've seen It. I do hate clowns. I I still hate clowns, <laughs> so... No, I would. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hated him, Amityville Horror, so much because I was, like, young and impressionable and also, like, grew up very religious, and so... Like, having something that was, like, it's a portal to hell and, like, all the creepy shit. It was just too real for me. Yeah, I feel like religious horror scared me a lot as a kid because my parents were also super religious. Yeah. So, the idea constantly, like, of it looming over you. Like, I was not allowed to watch The Omen when it came out. The remake of The Omen, I was not allowed to watch as a kid. Yeah, I think my parents just, like, didn't care or they they like they, not that they didn't care they probably i think they had um like they could divide i don't know what the phrase is i don't know what i'm trying to say okay cool i don't know <laughs> i was never like prevented from watching a horror movie it was just like my own like i'm not gonna watch this because i know it's gonna like mess me up yeah yeah no <laughs> um, my parents didn't care like we would watch rosemary's baby together like they didn't care i watched rose red with my parents like my parents were, like, super weird about letting me watch stuff, but I had, obviously, I have two brothers that are older, so I just watched whatever they watched, yeah. and I saw a bunch of stuff that I probably didn't mean, didn't need to at a young age. <laughs> um, who is your favorite horror movie actor? So Do you it, have one? Does it have to be an actor in a horror movie? Like, consistently in horror movies, or someone It doesn't, that, like, but, like, if there, if you, I mean, I, mine, I was looking up, like, some of the most well-known actors from horror movies- um, but you can pick whoever you want to pick. Okay. And if it's not Brendan Fraser, why? <laughs> if it's not Nicolas Cage, if it's not, also why? If it's not Jeff Goldblum. If movie is not The Mummy, then why? Uh, <laughs> it's not a horror movie. I was going to say, though, um, one of my favorite actors, though, is Jeff Goldblum's performance in The Fly. Horrifies me. To this day. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie. That movie, it's on Hulu, if you ever want to watch it. Um, Wait, which version? It was remade, like, four times. The one with Jeff Goldblum in it. I don't know. Probably the most recent then. No, I think they... I don't know. I don't know what year it came out. It's old. It's not new. But The Fly is like... This scientist is trying to build a, like, teleportation device. And while he's testing out his device, a fly ends up in his device with him. And then his genetics get spliced with the fly. And he slowly, like, turns into a a human fly. And it's really gross. Does like, he go around, like, killing people, or is it just, like, no. a gross... It's, like, a bot... It's just gross. He doesn't hurt anybody, but it's just gross. Interesting. Yeah, I've never... I've never seen that one. Um, mine is Cillian Murphy in Red Eye. He is so... I don't think cool. I've ever seen Red Eye. It's the one with Rachel McAdams. That doesn't mean anything to me. So, he's creepy as fucking it. Oh, is it the plain one? Yeah. 
He's really creepy in it. And actually, my favorite thing about that movie is that it was marketed as a romantic comedy initially. So the trailer shows Stop. it. This tra- Well, not actually like marketed that way, but the trailer portrays it as though it's like a romantic comedy where like they're meeting on the plane. It's like a meet cute. Oh, okay. And then, like, slowly the trailer gets darker and darker until, like, it turns into, like, the horror part of it. So, like, the first half is acting as though it's a rom-com. Oh. Where they keep bumping into each other. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. Do you have one? I don't. Um, I don't know the name. There's a guy who, like, consistently plays masked, like, horror, like, or, like, movie creatures, you know what I mean? Like, horror movie creatures. Okay. And I can't remember his name, but I watched, like, a video on it. Is he super tall? Yeah. I know who you're And about. it's, like, no one recognizes him because he's always just, Mask. like, so covered in makeup. But, like, yeah. he plays all these, like, very, like, well-known, like, really creepy characters. But, yeah, I would say he's my favorite just because it's interesting to me that he's, like, is so many famous, like, monsters are like mm-hmm. in so many famous horror films but like still so unknown yeah um i also put jamie lee curtis on my list because she's been in a lot of horror i mean obviously the halloween stuff um i also didn't realize she was in the fog which i've seen and she was uh in prom i mean i've seen prom night so yeah i thought that was really cool and then according to this site I'm looking at, the top five most well-known horror actors are Boris Karloff, who you guys know who that is, right? He play, he was in the, a famous actor in the 30s and 40s. He um, played the monster in Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein. He was in The Body Snatchers. He was one of, in The Mummy. Okay. Like 30, the 1930s version. The original Universal Pictures. Like He was like their like star. He's super well known for that, and then obviously Vincent Price is an incredible. You know, do you don't know who Vincent Price is? You know, I don't know people by name. You know who Vincent Price is, right? Oh my god, you guys are the worst. Movie reference. <coughs> he was been dead for a long time. Um, he's the guy that does the voice. You know, in the song Thriller, the guy that like talks. Oh, in the beginning. Yeah. Well, in the middle. Well, in the middle. Yeah, that's his voice. That's Vincent Price. He's got, like, this very distinctive, like, horror voice. Um, Obviously, Christopher Lee. You know who that is. He was in The Wicker Man. Um, He also... He's been in a bunch of stuff. So, Christopher Lee just died recently. Um, And then Bella Lugosi is on this list as well. I'm trying to think other, like, important people. Bruce Campbell. Nice. I do love I do love some Bruce Campbell. Um, I don't recognize a lot of these names. Oh, Bill Mosley's been in a lot. He was in. He did um, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. So he was in like Rob Zombie movies. Anthony Hopkins is on here. Jack Nicholson is on here. I forgot how much. Anthony Hopkins has been in. I can only picture him as Hannibal Lecter and the guy from <laughs> Westworld, but he's been in a lot. What is a horror movie that has scarred you for life? Is there? Do you have one, Trevor? I'm trying to think of anything well, aside from Anthony Horror, because that did scar me for life. Um, not that I can think of. 
but I don't watch a lot of like real like horror films that like like actual scary ones you watch like shitty like yeah like yeah. I'm obsessed with like old eighties yeah horror, I am too. like yeah. catch up on the walls like that kind of stuff yeah yeah like anything that's too real I can't handle that's fair that's fair you and I Steph have the same one we do uh, Hostel yeah. That movie is scary. I've seen the first... I've seen both Hostel movies and... Pretty sure there's three. Shit. Well, I've seen two of the three Hostel movies then. And, um... Big mistake. Not one of my brighter choices as a... Yeah. I saw him in college, too. Derek and I went to Czech Republic and I got really scared because I thought that's where they had gone in the movie. It's not. It's like Switzerland or something like that, right? It's like Yugoslavia. Oh, I thought that... I thought maybe I'm thinking one of the, like... It, one of them, they were somewhere like. I don't remember where they. I were. think it's not. Also, it's not Yugoslavia. <laughs> um, are there any movies that you're too scared to watch? Don't start with you. You start. <laughs> Honestly, okay. Kind of going back to movies that scarred you. Now that I thought about it, The Hills Have Eyes Two, I think, is the only one that I've seen. And I've only seen the remake. I haven't seen Hills Have Eyes Two. I've seen. Or maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It wasn't... Because there's one that came out in, like, the late 70s. No, I'm talking about one that, one came, that came out... In, like, early 2000s yeah. or mid-2000s. That's when I saw. I think, there's, I think there are two, though. Okay. Well, I don't know which one it was, but that, like, genuinely messed me up. And... That whole, like... I, I won't watch, like, any of those. Like, those whole, like, backwoods people... That shit's scary. That shit scares me. So... That, whenever, like, we're traveling, or I'm traveling for work, and, like, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle... Because it somehow happens that I'm always yeah. driving in the middle of the night. Yeah. Through, like, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And that's just, like, I'm terrified of my car breaking down. Yeah. Because of movies like that. So, I don't think I've told you guys this story. So, I have some family that lives in, it's not, like, a rural Alabama. It's just, like, a small town. And uh, my cousin and I were driving to the store because he had just turned, I was, like, maybe 15. And I think he was 17. And we're driving to the store, and my uncle has a super old beat-up truck. So, like, him and I are driving this, like, awful truck down to the store. I forget what we were buying, but, like, we're at the store, and this guy with no teeth, like, looks at us and goes, y'all ain't from around here, are you? Like, John, we gotta go. We gotta go. I've seen the Hills Have Eyes. I gotta get the hell out of here. No. It's terrifying. So, the Hills Have Eyes, and then... It's just so creepy. No, it is. They show more than they should. Yeah. And... It, no, it's just too real. So, uh, you can't do, like, re- are you okay now with, like, religious-based horror movies? Yeah, I would say so. I think it was more so when I was super young, young. and still religious. Yeah. I, like, was terrified of That's that fair. because it was, like, a reality for me. Are you afraid of movies that just seem too real? Yeah, in general, I am. And I think part of it is because I live alone now. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. like, every creak in the wall, I'm like, yep. oh my god. I'm dead. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Agreed. Steffi? Um, I'm trying to think. I can't... It's not that I'm afraid to watch them, but, like, I can't really watch found footage movies because they make me super nauseous. Yeah. Um, and then the one I know I'm a... I will not watch. Like, I saw the trailer, and I, like, flipped the fuck out watching the trailer. But, like, the trailer for it alone horrified me so i cannot watch it i know it's on your list and it's the green inferno yeah so the green inferno hannibal holocaust all of like the hannibal lecter movies i cannot watch i basically can't watch anything with cannibalism because that terrifies me 
That's fair. I have like an irrational fear of being eaten alive or just being like candleized. Yeah. Wait, so how do you feel about zombies? Not favorable, but for <laughs> some reason the fact that like they're not lucid. <laughs> Not favorable. Zombies are not favorable. <laughs> well, like that was the best response you could have had. <laughs> There's something about the fact that zombies not being like lucid mm-hmm. and eating you is that's different from somebody that is it's the undead eating you versus like a person choosing to eat you, right? Uh, so I think that that's there's a difference in that. And then, don't watch Raw. I don't. No, it's is. a newer horror movie. Um, no, I can't watch anything with cannibals. Yeah, I don't once watch read it. a story about a cannibal and cried and slept in my sister's bed when I was like 16. Yeah, don't watch... Raw's an incredible movie. You would like it. It's a really well done movie. Don't watch it. I also... Somebody was talking about cannibals with me once. Probably When me. I was like... No, no. I was like 16 again. Oh. And I cried and my sister was there and she got pissed. And she was like, why would you do that? You know she's terrified of cannibals and got angry. How did you do in that scene where the person's eat? Well, I guess it was like a demon eating its own arm in Evil Dead. I wasn't watching that piece. Ah. But also, I did not like that. No, I, um, that stuff terrifies me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, like, I'm super afraid of. So it took me probably until two, three years ago to be into horror. Like, I, for a long time, like... <clears throat> I'm a huge wuss, and both of you guys know that, so. I have, like, a weird relationship with horror. There are things I refuse to watch. Like, I don't like watching gore horror. Okay, so I do have a really hard time with any kind of, like, splatter horror. Yeah. Anything, ooh, anything, like, surgical, I'm out. Oh, no, I can't no, do, yeah, I can't do any gore. Like, I have never watched any of the Saw movies, because it's... I've only seen the first three. Super gory, from what I understand. Yeah. And so I can't do it that. It gets worse over awful. time. Yeah. Um, and then I also... I don't like jump scares. I think that's just kind of like cheap. I'll wa- like, I don't mind it, but I think it's just kind of like a cheap scare. I don't do all jump scares. <laughs> I, I love those. Well, they... It's because you scream like a girl. Well, they destroy me, but I love being scared, as you know from walking through a haunted house with me. <laughs> also, from watching The Evil Dead, which is not a scary movie, and you screamed in the middle of you it. You screamed. jump out. Not really. And you've seen it. It surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like psychological horror a lot, like in creature features, monster horror, that's fine. Yeah, so this will take us into the next question. I was going to say, what's your favorite genre of horror movies? I don't even... You know how much I love making up my own genres. Yeah. So <laughs> let's hear you describe what you would say your ideal horror movie genre would be. I think it's just like, honestly, like really cheesy 80s you're in like traditional slashers yes yeah but like b slashers yeah yes yeah what about you uh what's your least favorite then oh yeah what's your least favorite genre um i would honestly probably say like something that's super realistic i can't watch it like it's just it i don't know something that you can put yourself in the yeah, yeah yeah i would say so I am obsessed with, like, gothic horror movies. And then I also have been really... This is as, like, uh, like recent. I've been watching a lot of comedy horror, and I've been obsessed with that, too. Like, that's great. 
Um, and then I also wrote down action horror because I love like Blade. The Blade. I love the Blade movies. <laughs> Don't come at me like that. I love you. the Underworld. Don't at me. <laughs> I love Underworld. I love all those. I mean, this almost goes into like sci-fi horror as yeah. well that I'm obsessed with. So least favorite, like genre-wise, like I'll watch some of it. I just am not a fan of it. Like I won't watch. I, I mean, not that I won't. I don't enjoy watching any kind of splatter horror. And I also can't really do body horror. Because that's, sometimes that's... I don't know what that means. What is that, yeah. It's so like... Hold on, let me... We're getting up. to a point where, like, these things are just words that you're putting in front of the word horror. <laughs> I mean, that's how the genres work, though. Okay, so body horror is... Um, pretty much like a graphic destruction or... De- Degeneration. I don't know what I was going to say. Degradations, probably. Yeah. Thanks for being inside of my head. Yeah. Um, like, it's just like destruction or degeneration of the body. So it includes unnatural movements, anatomically incorrect placement of limbs to create oh, monsters. So, so like the human centipede? Yeah, yes. Hum- uh, so human centipede is almost... No, I won't watch that. That, that was one's too gross, too gross for me. It's, it's too real! Too- I don't, think it's, I don't think it's that real. I don't think it's real at all. I think it's just gross. Yeah. Can I just say gross horror I don't like? Yeah. That's our new genre. Gross horror. Yeah. Um, so something we were talking about yesterday, uh, and just like as a discussion real quick, mm-hmm. or I guess the thing about it, and we'll talk about it later, um, if you could write a horror movie, what would you, what would you do? Well, Crimson Peak already exists, so... Just thinking about it. We'll come back to it. So, favorite slasher movies? Ooh, yes. Okay. Um, my favorite is probably the original Halloween. Okay. I also really liked that one we watched at movie night a few weeks ago. I wasn't there. Mm, you were there. Oh, um. The one where the guy's, like, dressed in, like, war attire. Yeah. And he, like. The ro- uh, Rose, um, or no. The Predator? No, it's not The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> the Prowler. The Prowler, yeah. That one was good. <laughs> that was really good. Mine is Scream, but... That's because it's based off of a Gainesville thing. Well, so, no, my favorite mo- my favorite horror movie has always been Scream since, like, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the, the, the movie, but... I couldn't tell you why my favorite horror movies are my favorite horror movies. Yeah. And just Scream 1, because 2 and 3 are not that good. 4 is terrible. Um, I also really like Psycho. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible film. Yeah. Um, and like the Norman Bates character. I mean, the extended universe of Bates Motel has really got me more into Psycho. Like that television show was really well done. Uh So that got me more into the character and more into Psycho as a whole. Actually, never mind. What? No, no, it's stupid because I realized I realized I was wrong. I was going to ask you if Norman Bates and Patrick Bates were related, but it's Patrick Bateman. Yeah, it's Patrick Bateman. It's literally just, like, named close enough where you're like... Yeah. I was like, what if they're related? That's why. Human Centipede falls... What I was looking for. Human Centipede falls in the Splatter film, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I will not watch that. Nah, not a fan. Alright, favorite horror monster type. Oh, wait. I didn't say mine. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Rude. Anyways, um, mine is definitely the burning. Have you seen it? 
I don't think so. Okay, so I think it's mine because I grew up going to summer camp. And so basically this movie is about... So your favorite's not Jason Voorhees? I don't understand. I don't even know what that is. Friday the 13th. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are um, you talking... What? Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, so basically, okay, so the burning, it's about this, like, this summer camp, and these people, f- like, do a prank. What? What's the expression? Prank someone? <laughs> Haze? <laughs> when you have too much zombie dust. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're, like, laughing us. Anyway, um, basically, these kids, like, prank another kid because he's like weird and he ends up like burning alive and so like the whole movie is surrounded by like this guy coming back and like basically like killing all these camp campers okay that Um, sounds very similar to friday the 13th but he uses like um his name is cropsy in it and he uses a pair he uses a pair of like hedge clippers (laughs) To, to kill people. Why is that not your Halloween costume tonight? That would have been... I don't know, but it's seriously one of my favorites. That's um, absurd. Alright, so... Favorite horror monster type? Ooh, vampires. No question. Zombies, 100%. I feel like I should say something different to make it like... You can say whatever you want. Werewolves. I don't know. I don't necessarily have a favorite horror monster type. I don't know. I love vampires. I think my favorite like creature features are vampire movies yeah i do love i just love the vampire movies um favorite and least except favorite. twilight don't like that <laughs> it's because those aren't vampires although robert pattinson's oh, real <laughs> attractive in those movies Ugh. also it's great because he also hates those he movies so it's acceptable so to much. like him in those movies because he hates him in those movies yeah that's fair um so favorite and least favorite horror movie tropes my favorite is uh, the the first couple to have sex dies. Yeah. That's my favorite. So, I also said something similar where it's like my favorite is that if you have sex, you're going to die. Yeah. There was an episode of Boy Meets World where it was like a Halloween episode and there's a killer loose. And they're like, it's okay, if you're a virgin, you'll live. And they all look at each other and they're like, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> and then um, The virgin's always the one. Yeah, and then Mr. Feeny dies and they're like, Feeny! <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I love Boy Meets World. It holds up. No, that show holds up that for sure. Do you have a favorite? Um, I would say, oh, oh, I have another favorite. You go I don't know. I kind of, I do enjoy when, like, the dick in the movie, like, goes out and, like, he storms off or, like, something happens and he's out on his own and he's, like, one of the first to die. It's like, you deserve that because you're a dick. What's your other one? When people are running away from the monster, they can't, they keep falling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That and, like, you don't answer the phone. Yeah, don't answer the phone. Don't answer, don't the, answer phone. the phone. Don't answer the phone. But they always do. It's well, always the things that we like scream at people for doing while we're watching the movie. Or we're like, like, don't open that door. Don't go into that dark room where you heard the noise. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go don't into that abandoned up. place. Don't, don't split, split up. up. Yeah, I don't... 
Don't split up. My favorite is definitely when we were watching Evil Dead the other night, and the girl's like running from the trees and keeps falling. It's and basically like a falling compilation. Honestly, yeah. yeah. like, she basically just crawled to that door. Well, it was funny because she like she keeps turning around and then she falls, and then she runs a few steps, turns around, and then she falls. Yeah, that was funny. And that that's the trope. That's that the is epitome the of that trope. Yeah. What's your least favorite? Um. So, I'm not a big fan of, like, the entire storyline behind the last girl. So, she's supposed to be, like, nerdy, a virgin, an outcast, and she's the only one that's going to survive. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I love it as a woman is usually the last one standing. Don't get me wrong. But I think, like, the story behind that woman that's the last standing is, like... Yeah. Meh. I think it's because people love an underdog story. I know. I get it. I just don't like it. Yeah. Because I would have died way too early on in the horror story, <laughs> so. I actually can outrun a lot of people, too, so I probably would last longer than I think. I feel like you would be looking back a lot and fall. You're so, uh, you're so clumsy, I feel like you'd fall. Actually, I also can't see for shit, yeah. so if it's dark, I... You'd either fall or run into something, like a tree. Yeah. Okay, well then that leads to one of my questions, okay, which yeah. is... If you were a stereotypical character in a horror movie, which one would you be? I'm the one that falls. You're the one that falls? Yeah. I, I'm definitely, like, the dumb, ditzy one who gets killed, like, immediately. I'm the person that's making jokes that's like, stop fucking with me. Like, I know this is somebody dressed as this, and, like, then I die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> because it's actually the killer. That's actually... That's really good. You'd be like... Get out of that mask. Why are you wearing that mask? Stop this is this so dumb. Funny. Why are you doing Stabs this? Stabs you. I know this is a joke. This is, that's actually something that happened in, screen, in a scary movie. That's what I'm saying. That's, I feel like that's a scary movie thing. Yeah. Also, the best line ever from a movie is in there. Mm. What's up? Not much. Just chilling. Killing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did you have a least... That took us way derailed. Um, did you have a least favorite horror movie trope? Are there, are there any that you just don't like? You can say that you don't have any. No, I don't. Fine. I really don't think I have any, but I think part of it's because I've never even thought about it as like a... Yeah. There. I don't like this. Oh, no. 100% though, I am the one that... I either am the last one standing or I'm the one that dies right away because they keep running and falling. I honestly, for some reason, can't picture you being the last one standing. Neither can no, I. you know who's going to be the <laughs> last one in my head. No, you know like, why? Because I'm just going to run four miles out of the way so they can't get to me. No, but like, I just can't see you survive. Like, if our lives, if we were in a horror movie, I cannot see you surviving. Oh, no. The only person I could ever imagine surviving a horror movie is Steve. Yeah, I could see that. Steve sleeps with a baseball bat under our bed, Smart he's man. ready. I can see Derek surviving a horror movie. Well, yeah, because Derek wouldn't leave the house. Because Derek wouldn't be in the horror movie to begin with. <laughs> Derek wouldn't be in that situation to begin Derek with. Derek wouldn't be with us. Like, he would survive the horror movie by not being there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't survive. Oh my god, neither I wouldn't I. do any of the stupid things. I would just literally be that person that's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I would stabbed. be the dumbass who, like, follows the noise. Oh, what's the noise? <laughs> or, yeah. like, someone calls my name, like, Yeah. <laughs> Follows it and just like it's cut in half or something. See, I I would oh, be an unknown number starts ringing. Hello, what? Where am I? Oh, <laughs> see, 
I would do all, like, I wouldn't do any of the tropes, but I would literally be like, the first one dead because the killer chose me. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the fuck? Dies. I would only die if I fell. Also, I'm the token minority, so. <laughs> oh, yeah! I have to die. You have to die. I didn't even think about that. You do have to die. I have to die. die. I'm the token minority. <laughs> In our friend group. It's true. Yeah, and you're gonna die alone, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like the token minority always dies alone. Yeah. Like, it's just minding their own business. Not being they do involved. Die alone. <laughs> and then they die alone. It's like, chalk. That's true. It's like the second person to die, too. Okay, so for some reason, not related to... It, a little bit related to the minority thing. Um, so it's, is it Scary Movie 2, where the monster is a tree, and the, it's like a marijuana plant? And it like yeah. Oh, up. yeah! It's two or three. It's when they're in I think it's uh, two. The they're in the haunted house. house. Yeah. For some reason, that's all I can think of is like that he's he smoking it like a blunt. I forgot about that. That's the second one. Yeah, I forgot about that. The third one is like the ring, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. So going back to speaking about um, being the dumb bitch who answers the phone, one missed call is I think very underrated, and. I don't know why, but I watched that a lot when I was, like, in my middle school years. I don't think I've ever seen that. One is called, it's like the, they have, like, the really creepy ringtone. I had it, I, like, downloaded that as my ringtone for my phone in middle school. My ringtone in middle school was the Halloween theme, and people got weirded out. So, before we go into our favorites, I did, like, favorite, just favorite horror movies in general... I did want, I did some research on why people find scary movies scary and too long didn't read. They're faking it. What? what? That's what this literally says. TLDR, they're faking it. Um, I think what? I was like zoned out or blacked out for some of that because all of a sudden you just said they're faking it about why people are like horrible so, horror movies. But what it actually says is that People that genuinely are not scared by horror lack empathy. And so if you're more empathetic, you're more likely to be scared of Is that why I'm terrified? Yes, that's also why I'm terrified. Because there's one thing I have, it's empathy, and there's not a lot else. They also say that people that are more imaginative are more likely to be afraid of horror. I That's am afraid fair. of horror because I will have nightmares about it. Like, I will dream about it. Yeah, yeah, so you're more imaginative and you can feel yourself in that situation more. Yeah. So, going back to if you could write a horror movie. Ooh, yes. So, I only have one because we were talking about this last night. And it may already exist. I don't know. Probably does. But. It's 2018. It, We've been doing horror for 100 it years It would be now. that if you, you get a movie in the mail or you, just get, you find a movie at some point. So the and it's a snuff film, but it's your death that you're watching. Fuck. And then, like, you die after. Not, like, right after, but, like, some time passes, and then you die. So it's a combination of a snuff film and the ring. Got it. And, like, one missed call. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, wow, that's a good one. That is, that's really good, actually. Yeah, we were talking about it. Call like, up Blumhouse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's like, I could do this all day. Like, I can just come up with horror movies. I'm not going to write any of them. Just, I'll be an idea farm. 
I don't have any horror. ideas, but I would definitely create like a movie musical horror film. There's so. one coming out around Christmas. It's a Christmas zombie You're movie. You're lying. No! Me and Rachel were looking at it. We get into favorite horror movies? Let's just go through favorite horror movies. Okay, let's take turns though, because I don't want to read my entire list. I don't either. read mirrors. And then... Um, and then let's save the ones that we have in common, because there's one that we all have in common. Mm, I think I know which one it is. And of course it's that one. I have no clue. Okay, so... Let's talk about that one last. Okay. Or first. Let's talk about first. The Babadook. The original <laughs> gay icon. The gay icon. <laughs> The OG. <laughs> okay, so for those unaware, the reason that we make that joke... Actually, for those that are aware, go listen to the episode where we talk about the Bobby Oh, we do talk about the Bobby joke on the episode. Um, I don't know which one. Just go listen to all of our episodes and find it. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so, the Babadook became considered a gay icon because Netflix accidentally listed, or intentionally, we don't know, uh, it was listed on Netflix for a time under LGBTQ movies. Well, maybe the mom was gay. Maybe that's why. And we just don't know. No, it's because the Babadook is gay. And is just trying to yeah, find... Yeah, haven't the you Babadook seen the videos? A, the Babadook is a girl. And the mom and the Babadook are in love. Solved it. I don't know, but I'm here for the videos of the Babadook, like, voguing. I am, too. So. <laughs> I am, too. I have not seen those. Oh, it's you good. You are missing out. Sylvia. Sorry, go back to talk about the... Um, it, I mean, that's just, it became just, like, a running joke, and then now it's been fully embraced by the gay community. I think that's the only reason it's famous. It's because it was, like, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. because... Yeah. yeah. And then now it's, like, a whole thing. All right. Uh, Steph, you want to start, then? Yeah, okay. Uh, hold on, my computer went black. Um, so I'll go from the bottom to the top. So mine on the bottom of my list is House of a Thousand Corpses. Have either of you guys seen this? I have not. It's mm-hmm. not I know what as it is, popular. It so it's like the first well-known like Rob Zombie-directed film before he butchered the Halloween movies. Yeah, about that. Um... Mine that I did not put on here is Krampus. Yeah. I've never seen that, but I bought you Krampus, so that's I all Krampus. I got. I didn't even know Adam Scott was in it yeah. until like a month and a half ago. It's a good movie. Um, well, I already talked about, about The Burning, which is one of my favorites. Um, Army of Darkness, obviously, because it has my favorite horror movie quote, which was, Buckle up, Bonehead, you're going for a ride. Uh, and it's actually to, like, a skeleton, so yeah. he's a bonehead. Yeah. Um, Fucking hilarious. And then... I have naming one. What? We're just naming one. We're doing one at a time, and then we're going to rotate. All right. Um, so I had already mentioned Bro. earlier... Uh, I mentioned earlier I was a big fan of, like, horror comedy, and so I put Shaun of the Dead on my list. It's mm. a good movie. That's really good. It's on... Um, so... For, I, I don't know if it's all of October or what it is, but we have AMC through something. I don't know why we have AMC, but... We have AMC, and they have all of these horror movies that you can just, like, stream. I mean, there's, like, advertisements throughout, but there's, like, maybe a minute of ads the entire two-hour movie. Okay. And that's how we saw Shaun of the Dead was on there. And, like, nice. Steve and I were, like, freaking... We were going to watch... Um, we were going to watch Friday the 13th, I think, and then we saw Shaun of the Dead, and we're like, fuck this! We're watching that! <laughs> anyway... Uh... <laughs> Okay, so another one of my favorites is um, 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's not a horror movie. Don't say it's not a it horror movie. It has the word horror. It has the word horror in it. They eat someone. Cannibalism. That's true. They, they do murder eat. someone. Wait, here's what's ironic. I gotta point out. Slasher. They eat someone whose name is Meatloaf. They do eat. They someone. eat Meatloaf. Yes, and they kill him with a freaking axe. They do. So slasher. Um. Actually, it's not a slasher because slasher goes with serial killer. Whatever. <laughs> And also softcore porn. So. There is softcore <laughs> porn in that movie. It's always been my favorite movie and it always will be. Alright, Steph? Okay. Um, <clears throat> another comedy. I said Cabin in the Woods. I really like Cabin in the Woods. Cabin I in like, the Woods is good. I like how like they bring out the tropes. Yep, that's why I like it. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Red Eye. Okay. Our this l- is so similar. Our list is pretty similar. Um... You made a point about this movie earlier. Do you consider Red Eye to be a horror film? Um, no. I kind of don't either. It's like a psychological thriller. Okay. But But nobody dies. I would almost say that thrillers go into horror. I mean, maybe. To an extent. To a point. But I think it's because I started, like, I don't know. I think, when I think of horror, I immediately, first of all, go to, like, old 80s horror I films. go to like slasher when I think yeah. of horror. Yeah. And so like when I think of like a thriller I think of that as its own like I do too. I agree with that but I, for me I consider horror movies anything that gives me the specific feeling and I get that feeling from psychological thrillers and that's horror fair. movies. It's like I broke them in together because they both scare me in the same way. Okay. That's fair. I think that's very fair. Because I think I, they do that to me as well. Because if you look at like movies that are listed as psychological horror a lot of them really aren't scary or i wouldn't consider them like your standard horror movie but it's like a psychological like different kind of dealio yeah yeah if that makes sense okay i have to talk about killer clowns from outer space because That is like a one of a kind. Like I've never seen a movie quite like that before. I haven't even today. Yeah, I, I have not either. And like, and they literally clowns. kill people with like guns that turn them into cocoons of like cotton candy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> what an like... iconic movie! I also went to a um, haunted house that was themed that way. Stop it! Yeah. No way. Where it was, was this? Off, it was in Michigan. Where? I can't remember. It was when I was in middle school. Um, <laughs> oh. But it's like, it's just such like a unique movie and like you want to laugh, but it's also still terrifying and also like most people are afraid of clowns. So yeah, it like strikes fair. a chord with everyone in the horror category. Uh-huh. Um, but also it's just fucking hilarious. So this goes back, thinking of that, this goes back to our last episode. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but, like, a lot of the fear of clowns comes from one of the serial killers that we talked about. Really? Yeah. One of the serial killers that we talked about actually is from the suburbs of Illinois, like, suburbs of Chicago, and he's known as the killer clown. So I think that's where that started. Oh, okay. Unrelated, but fun story. Um, I would like to say, I mean, obviously, get out. So I didn't actually see this until earlier this year, even though the movie came out last year. I saw it on HBO, because your girl real broke <laughs> and does not go to the movie theater. Um, 
Also, a Blumhouse movie. We've talked about a lot of Blumhouse today. Yeah, this is just a Blumhouse episode. Surprise, guys. Not an ad. Not an ad, but also, Blumhouse does some good shit. Yeah, they do. Um, I love, and I think both of you guys agree, Get Out is so good. It is. I I don't know what about it is so good, though. I guess I never took the time to think about it. It's one of... I mean, I think that they... There are very few horrors that have an African-American lead. So that's one. I think it's, like, too real. It's very real. Like, yeah, it was... It came out at a very, like, poignant Polarizing. Yeah. The storyline of Get Out is very polarizing unless, you know, you respect people of other races yeah because we live in a time where people don't always do that anymore and i think that movie really made a point where we were all just kind of like oh shit mm-hmm. like yep. i sat on the edge of my seat the entire time i was watching it, no, it's i will movie. say like it is so well done and also jordan peele is the one of the funniest agreed people in the entire world so for him to make this movie was Incredible. I actually heard this was supposed to be like a key and peel sketch, but then they were like, nah, this is going to be too long. We got to cut yeah. this and save it. And then he wrote an entire movie. Uh, so my next one is just me saying just generally 90s teen horror movies. You, so, will, you have any specifics that you're a big fan of? Scream. I know Other than Scream? I know you did last summer. One and two actually are very good. We almost watched that at movie night last time. Yeah, that's... But then we watched Jacob's Ladder and we're not scared. It's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. I still don't understand what happened in that movie. I... It's a Jacob's Ladder... Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, yeah. It's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Trevor? Yeah, so Pet Cemetery, um... It's one of my favorites just because it's... It, for one, I had... Okay, so the person who got me into horror films was my best friend growing up, Alex. Okay. And he, like, lived up the hill from me, and, like, we spent all of our time together, and he's the one who, like, introduced me to pretty much every horror movie I've seen to date. Um, and for a long time, he wouldn't let me watch this because he, like, was looking out for me. Like, he genuinely thought I would be too messed up from it. And finally, he let me watch it, and it's such a crazy movie. Like... Like, the concept of it and, like, the baby coming back and, like, just, like, everything in general just so horrifying. So, I didn't actually see this movie until college. Oh, wow. Because my brothers stayed the night at my grandma's house one time and my grandma loves horror. Mm -hmm. She loves horror and she loves sci-fi because she's an immigrant from Germany and so, like, when she was young in the U.S., like, it was super popular. Like, horror movies were popular. No, but so, my grandma made my two older brothers watch Pet <coughs> Cemetery, and they are still scarred to this day. Like, they're both late 30s married children. We'll never watch that movie again. Yeah, I mean, it's horrifying, right? It's horrifying. So. I mean, and it's really messed up, and like... Okay, kids dying is never what you want in a movie. No. Even if it's horror, you're like, no, they would never do that. And then in this one, they do. And then they turn it into a really messed up situation. Thanks, Steve. Hashtag, thanks, Stephen King. <laughs> True. 
He um, writes some scary shit. He does. I've read a lot of like short stories of his that have been terrified during reading. Also, though, very on board to go see the new Pet Cemetery that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same. Why do you guys not have not seen The Wicker Man? I have not seen it. That's the movie where Nicolas Cage I'm is aware like, of what it is. The bees. I'm aware. Oh, I love Nicolas Cage movies. So. I mean, you know how I feel about Nicolas Cage. So. Yeah, how have you not seen this? Listen, next episode, we're not talking about Nicolas Cage at all. Or Jeff Goldblum. I got Goldblum. to talk about Jeff Goldblum and Nicolas Cage in one episode. That's really impressive. You're also, you I also Nicolas- mentioned Brendan Fraser. You got to talk about Nicolas Cage and Jeff Goldblum last episode, too. Um, my last one is just The Shining. That movie's terrifying. You think The Shining's scary? Yes. Yes. I also think 1408 is scary. Ooh, 1408 was scary. Like, all Stephen King movies are basically scary. So I saw 1408 for the the only time I've seen it. Um, we were driving to Florida from Detroit, and like my brother, who's 15 years older than me, him and I are in the back seat, like watching it on my dad's portable DVD player, uh-huh. and I'm like screaming in the back seat watching it. <laughs> I saw 1408 while in a hotel. Ooh, bad idea. Nope. It was on TV. That's a big nope. So I watched it while in a hotel. And that was not good. That was a dumb decision. Yeah. That movie wasn't super scary. No, it's just like... There's a couple spots that yeah. get you. Yeah. There's a couple spots that are terrifying. Yeah. Alright. Um, that was the episode. So that was the episode. Um, Stay tuned for final thoughts of some sort. Yep. Who will do them? I don't know. We, uh, we'll figure that out later. Yep. Hey guys, Lindsay here. So there's not going to be any final thoughts tonight, um, just because we did not think ahead, but stay tuned for a message from Stephanie, me, and Trevor about a really fun haunted house in the Chicagoland area. At the time you're listening to this, Park After Dark at Chase Park should still be open. We talked about that in our final thoughts last week. Go visit uh, former guest Caroline. Former Caroline. Former Caroline at her haunted house. So they're open through November 3rd. That is the closing night. They're open 7 p.m. to midnight on Fridays and Saturdays, and Lindsay and Trevor both got the shit scared out of them. So. I've literally never screamed that much in my entire life. So, I, like, it was fucking, it was a mess. They've been consider- <laughs> You were a mess. I know. They've been considered the best value haunted house in the city, and they're actually in the running for best new haunt. So, go check them out if you get a chance. Yep. That's really good. Cool. Alright, see you guys next time! Alright, so that was the episode. You can follow all of our shenanigans and watch while we act as a beer social media account that masquerades as a podcast. Yeah, we have all the socials, as you know. Um, So, keep in touch with us. Say hi. We like friends and uh, come hang out if you're in... (laughs) 
All right, that was the episode. You can keep up with all of our lives and drunken shenanigans, drunken shenanigans on social media and the interwebs. Yes, we are for first and foremost a beer Instagram, pretending to be a podcast Instagram. That's accurate. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so come follow all of our socials. We have all of them. All of them. Uh, we're Drunken and Cultured Podcast on the Facebook. We are Drunk Uncultured on Twitter. Because Drunk and Uncultured was too long of a name. We are on Instagram as Drunk and Uncultured. And we have a Gmail account slash email, I guess. Gmail is not the right word to nah, use. Gmail is the right word. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have an email account on Gmail. <laughs> uh, if you want to contact us about any opinions you have, things you want to hear, things that are too long for Twitter, like 200, longer than 280 characters. Or, you know, you just want to say hi. Yeah. So that's drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We have a kind of website that is drunkanduncultured.podcast.com. Eventually, will be a real website. Hopefully. Or maybe never. Maybe you know. not. It might just be something that we own the, the, the domain to and never actually use. I make a Spotify playlist for every episode. She so. does. So listen to it. Subscribe. Let Steph feel fulfilled in life and it's validate called, her. It's called Drunk and Uncultured Music. We're on Spotify. And, and it's a good playlist. I listen, I listen to it all the time. I change it every couple of weeks because it's whatever we're listen to, listening to or, like, it's themed around the episode yeah, sometimes. it's really good usually. Always. Shouldn't say usually. She gave me a mean look. <laughs> <laughs> um, we both have our individual socials. Stephanie is at underscore Stephen Color. And Lindsay is at Lindsay Sold Out. So if you like the show, please go online, um, on whatever your favorite podcast streaming service is. Or if we're, you know reaching you if you're listening to this illegally somehow i don't know how i don't know how just like subscribe rate us like us leave a review whatever floats your boat if we're reaching you you know telepathically just uh reach out back at us 